You're listening to Toronto Maple Leafs Playoff Hockey. Holy Mackinac! He has tremendous hands! On Sportsnet 590, The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here with you, breaking down a Leafs loss. Man, uh, uninspiring start to the game, and, and Gordo, we are going to try to be as inspired as we can here. Man, uh, not a lot to like. Unfortunately, actually kind of a lot to talk about from this game, but not much to love uh, despite the third-period pushback from the Leafs. Yeah, different kind of pushback than than game number two. Um, and to go back with Joe, how Joe, uh, Joe Bowen and Jim Ralph signed off that when they went to Tampa Bay, if you said we're going to split, the Leafs are going to split the games, come back home and have a best two out of three home ice advantage, you would take that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny the games have had real extremes, haven't they? The Leafs really dominated one game one. Really, Tampa Bay did in game two. The Leafs did the pushback at the end. Then the game hanging on for dear life, which yeah. was which was great. I mean, they hung on, won the game, bent that didn't break, and you said, okay, this is a Leaf team before that's just had that in these close games and had some leads and. And broke, but tonight um, they started broke. They just were broke at the start. <laughs> I, I, I really, really perplexed and discouraged by the way they played. the 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 lack The lack of any pushback. The uh, just just exactly the opposite of what you thought the team was going to be. Now they did get some of it in the third period again. Again, it's different than game number two. So there, so there's a you know modicum of that we can move forward on, but. Just got to forget about it, fly home, and that's one. That's when you got to file. And Todd McClellan, I mentioned the other time, Todd McClellan with the LA Kings, they're about to play now. And uh, his post game the other night was just basically, look, we were just terrible. If you want to ask me about any individual player, um, they're all terrible, yeah. <laughs> uh, and just you know, in, in a pleasant way. And and I don't know if Sheldon Keefe's going to exactly take a page from that, but uh, this is one of those that just ah, so disappointing. You know what I'd like to hear from Sheldon Keefe? There's been so much gamesmanship in this series from everything Cooper has said. But, oh, no, we they, that wasn't the Leafs winning that game. That was us not partaking in it, and they just went out and got the game. I'd like to see Sheldon Keefe kind of put that exact same card back to John Cooper and the, and the lightning. Were the lightning good tonight? Yes. Were they, were they ready from the absolute start of the game? Yes. But the reason they look that good is because the Leafs were the exact polar opposite of that. So I, I, uh, there's been so much gamesmanship between the two coaches. I do wonder if we see something, something like that from Keefe. And honestly, there's just so many things to be frustrated by. I think the biggest one for me is that, okay, the bad start happens. You're down three, nothing, 10 minutes into the game. I'm not going to sit here and forgive that, but I'm willing to move past it. But they never did the there. I'm sitting there the whole first period going, oh, just get one here. And all of a sudden it's a whole new game. No. Then the second period was even worse than the first. And then when the game is kind of, you know, dead and, and gone, they, they find a little life and they, they pop a couple home. But that's the frustrating part to me. Bad starts are going to happen. I'm not condoning it, but they are going to happen from time to time. But you can't let a bad start become just a terrible game. And that's what happened tonight. Yeah, the, the the pushback that wasn't there, and I don't even know what I don't even know what you call it in the third period when it's out of hand. As far as the you know pushback, uh, and there were some little things too. And it was talked about Justin Hall at the end had mm-hmm. a chance to lay a hit on we um, and Mo- and Morgan Riley who was a minus four, and I love Morgan Riley, but on the empty net goal, all he had to do was to oh. touch it for an intentional offside faceoff goes back in your zone, but you put the goaltender back in, and that was just the night of brain cramps mm-hmm. that that it seemed to be there, and then. You add deplorable officiating. Now, Joe and Jim mentioned that because it's the two the two man system. It's hard to gauge who says does what or whatever. And apparently, they're saying T.J. Luxmore 
called almost all the penalties. Kevin Pollock probably was booing him <laughs> at the end because it, it made it not just a terrible game from a Leaf point of view. It was a terrible game to watch. Now, part and parcel, teams are responsible for that at times. But just as far as the feel of the game, man, they didn't have it at all. And um, anyway, it's it, it, but in no way, shape, or form had anything to do with them losing. It just, it just made it a kind of game you're... Ah, disappointed in so many ways. Yeah, and then I felt like, and look again, the game's dead and gone. The Leafs have the the Leafs have you know eighteen people to okay nineteen. We could throw the goalie into here tonight. Definitely, they have nineteen people to blame for it, and it's all the guys wearing Leaf jerseys tonight. But the refs were just so complete. They, they they lost control of the game. And if you're calling that many penalties, the whole point of it is to kind of keep things you know be the bumpers. If you're if you're going bowling, if I'm going bowling with my young son Gordon, you know you want to keep the game within that flow. And they they clearly lost control at the end there. You know I get it. It's the playoffs. I honestly I know I know it's going to seem weird to everyone who's been hearing me do these shows. More times than not, I'm happy. Let them play in the playoffs. That's okay. I don't need a thousand penalties a game. But you see, I'll I'll bring up the one play at the end with Point and, and Riley there. Point horse collars him while he's going back. That's interference while you're battling for the puck. Then he two hands him on the wrist. Okay, that's a slashing penalty. And then, okay, maybe it's not exactly the cross check that Austin Matthews got suspended two games to Darlene's neck pretty close. It was pretty close. And there there's no penalties called there. I'm kind of making a mountain out of this one particular moment, but it just felt like there was all you want is consistency. All you want is to understand what you're going to get every given night. I want that from the Toronto Maple Leafs and I didn't get it. And we always want that from the officials. And it was just, again, I sometimes think we're too quick to make that the lead story of the night, the officials, the officials, it's not the lead story, but man, were they bad? Well, and early on, they just caught, well, I don't know if it's both or just one, but called so many embellishments, yeah. oh, so many dives and embellishments. So it ju- it just gave a, a horrible message to the standard of officiating for the game. And anyway, the, the big concern is the Toronto Maple Leafs and if they can get back their standard that they played for. Uh, again, game two, they lost, but they played a really good first period till the final three seconds, which is pretty well all the first period to Hedman's goal. So they've done that pretty consistent, the Maple Leafs. And that's why tonight, okay, uh, you know, Bruce Boudreaux, a uh, good friend of mine, great friend of our station. Mm-hmm. And he just said his, his problem's been that when certain teams, he played other teams, they've had a real clunker. His clunker when he was with the Washington Capitals came in game seven too often. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, if you're going to get a clunker, uh, don't have it be in the deciding game. Cause that's what everyone remembers. And unfortunately he was with the Washington capital team that really a lot of people thought should have won a Stanley cup. Then they won it later on as we well know. And so at least that is from the Maple Leaf point of view, this isn't the game six or seven that ended a series. And you mentioned Gabby and he is so beloved by all. And he knows everyone to the point that buddies of mine, they're like, I have two best friends, their dad, childhood friend of Bruce Boudreaux. Truly everybody knows Gabby and, uh, and everybody loves him. Uh, we did not love what well, we saw tonight from the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you're a lightning fan, one, what are you doing listening? And two, I'm sure you feel much, much differently about this. Uh, Gord there, there's plenty more to get to. And it's weird to say after the Leafs lose, but it looks like Andre Vasilevsky is gettable. I want to talk about with that with you. We'll hear from some of the Leafs involved as well. We continue to break it down. You're listening to Molson Canadian Leafs Hockey. It's Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. You've been listening to Molson Canadian Leafs Hockey on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Molson Canadian, proud partner of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Breaking down. What's up? What's up? On Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and the Leafs Radio Network. 
Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here breaking down a Leafs loss to the Lightning series now knotted up at twos and Gordo, our, uh, well, I was about to say our good friend, our employer, Sportsnet, just, uh, just tweeting this out right now. No more Sunday playoff games for the Leafs. Please, please, please. They have lost five straight playoff games uh, on a Sunday. We don't like that. We do not like that, Gord Stellick. Yeah, and on Mother's Day to boot, the yeah. certainly one was Easter Sunday. My mom Sunday. is bummed, I'll she, tell you. Well, and uh, our family, same kind of thing, but but also was that Easter Sunday, that game that's six great. against Boston. So five straight. Well, this week will be Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, so that's good. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if we get by that, then we'll deal we'll deal with that when it comes. But seven straight Sunday losses. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point, Gord. The goal now is to test this curse in the second round uh, of, yes. of the playoffs. So goaltending, obviously, a big big story tonight. We talked a little bit about uh, Jack Campbell. I, I personally felt Keith was a little slow uh, to to give him the yank, not because of him, just because you need to protect him. But uh, as we mentioned, you know, a lot goes into pulling a goal. Some guys don't like it in the in the run of play. Some guys don't like it. Uh, you know, they like it at the end of a period or a stoppage. You know, before we talk about the goal, he's as good a time as any. Let's hear from the Leafs goaltender, Jack Campbell. Yeah, they came out, obviously scored it on their first shot and kind of took it to us. But it's one game, you know, obviously uh, I expect myself to make a lot of, a lot of saves and the ones that they, they had tonight. But learn from it, be ready for the next one. We were just discussing it, and um, he decided it was best for the team if, you know, just made the decision. Do you want to stay in, Jack? I always want to battle, but I always respect the coach's decision. How do you regroup? How does the team regroup for uh, Yeah, I mean, it's a great series. I mean, back and forth, and um, it's no different than the last day, you know, just having a good practice tomorrow and be, being ready to, uh, you know, battle on home ice. How do you explain the team's start? The practice is sort of the goal. Have you just seen the guys on the back foot drop the puck? Yeah, they just had a good start. What can you take from this one, Jack? Um, yeah, I mean, just for me, I just look in the mirror. So, you know, I just learned from what I did wrong and be ready to uh, do some great things next game. No, it's a tough loss. They played well, and uh, we didn't play as well as we hoped. Uh, me personally, as well, and uh, we'll be ready for the next one. Just stop some pucks. So you know, just gonna go out there, enjoy the crowd at home, and stop some pucks. Thanks. 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 Mm, and it sounds like we got JT coming. So uh, we'll see if we hear from the, uh, the Leafs captain a little later on. I'll be honest and look, it's, it is who knows what we're doing here. It's not body language doctor, but it's uh it's press conference uh, body language here. Jack Campbell sounds like a guy who did not get broken by that game. And I know that seems like a weird thing to say about a professional athlete, but that's the biggest question coming out of this for me is what is Jack Campbell going to look like when he's back between the pipes? Uh, it's been a couple of years now, but you're hearing the difference with kind of the rapid fire of live post games. Right. I mean, instead of the Zoom call, you know, That's where right. it just be <laughs> so can you, you know, whatever. It just it took forever in between. You forgot, so they peppered him with questions. They gave him a lot of shots on goal, and mm, un- unlike nice. last year when he really took things personally, and the and I and Kelly Rudy had mentioned this as a goaltender. You know, it's fine to be unselfish great team player like he is, but don't beat yourself up, which is one of the tendencies he's had uh, at least, you know, outwardly in the past. So I like it. And then when someone asks about embarrassing, you know, embarrassing, 
like it's still a loss. So it's it's the kind of just don't be embarrassed again. Like make sure this is the only clunker to this degree that you have in this series. Yeah, the other the other thing that that I I go to with that is I I don't know why, but my mind when I hear a goalie getting asked about how did the team play, what was wrong with the start, why, and it, I just immediately go to Luongo being the captain of those Canucks teams, and that and him there was nothing a goalie can say about the way the team played in front of him other than guys are great. I got to be better. Like there's just nothing for him to, to kind of parse there. Uh, I, I do expect Campbell to bounce back. I, again, I don't think he was atrocious. There was the one, I believe it was the Colton goal that you just, you have to catch that. And the maroon one wasn't great, but I, I mean, he was facing a tidal wave to start the game. So I'm not going to put that on him. I do expect him to bounce back. The, the other goalie in this series, Andre Vasilevsky, you know, I, he looks beatable right now. He was not tested. They had 14 shots on goal halfway through the third period. They were peppering a ton late. Obviously, there's some score effects at play there. But, you know, heading into the series, it was so much of not only is Tampa the big, bad, back-to-back defending champs, but they have the best goalie, too. And, you know, I'm not to say he's been dreadful. By by no means has that been the case. But Vasilevsky doesn't seem like a guy who is unbeatable right now by any means. Yeah, when I go back to uh, using Bruce Boudreaux's excellent Washington Capital teams, it was that Yaroslav Halak, it's absurdity in the Montreal series that a goaltender literally single-handedly beats you in the playoffs. And there there seems to be a series or two of that every year that that happens. Yeah, that won't be the case. Very well, you could have expected it if the series was over. Tampa Bay wins in 5-6-7, and you're talking about Andre Vasilevsky flat out and flat out showed why he's the best goaltender in the National Hockey The Leafs did get six by him, one regular season game as well. Got five the first game. And, and yeah, today even, like, just there's so many things that went awry. But uh, even in a laugher, Vasilevsky just was ordinary again. And, boy, ordinary, that, that, that you, your eyes have to light up because that gives you a much better chance if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, obviously. And that's why the that's why the Morgan Riley play at the just not taking the offside is such a killer, right? Because because they go down, they get the empty netter. Muzzin scores a couple minutes later, and you go, oh, what could have been? You know, maybe you are really really pushing, and it has a different feel. Uh, but kind, man, but kind man, of just, that just so mentally they didn't have it tonight. Yeah, like, that's and, exactly and that's it. the part that's no excuse. We know there's mental fatigue, a lot of things, but you got to make sure whatever happens from the from Justin Hall's. Um, inexplicable um, bank to a Tampa Bay player in the first minute uh, onwards and onwards and onwards. And we could, we could just start picking things out all the time. There's no, there's no really real point in doing that, but it is, it established the temperament for the game. Unfortunately, and it's one they never got out of. I know the third period had some success, but it, yeah, it, it was just different than game number two. It was way too late. And game number two wasn't a game of brain cramps. They, they had competed uh, way harder early on till Tampa Bay broke it open. Yeah, they 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 certainly did. And hey, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, the way this series is gone. Hey, the Lightning, they haven't won back-to-back games yet either. We know what their record is after a loss. Uh, we'll see if the Leafs can kind of uh, match them here. Uh, obviously, a lot more to get to. And and let's be honest, there is a, there's a big line for the Leafs that really didn't do a ton tonight. We got to talk about that. We're going to hear from some of the uh, principals involved as well. Going to take a quick little break here on Leaf Station postgame. Brent Gunning, Gord Stella. Keep on listening on Sportsnet. Five nine of the fan. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here with you, walking you through a 7-3 Leafs loss on the road in Tampa. We just talked about how much more they needed out of that big first line. They need a little bit more out of that second line, I would imagine. The center for that line agrees. Let's hear from Leafs captain John Tavares. Well, they, they came out hard and you know we didn't execute well. Um, so obviously, uh, yeah. 
you know, we have to do a better job of uh, uh, being on our toes and being ready for that. I think we, we knew uh, it was coming. We just obviously didn't execute. Um, you know, after that, we had a much better um, end of the first period. Uh, we had a couple opportunities, a couple posts, uh, and then we, you know, shot ourselves in the foot with too many penalties. Uh, and then obviously you get down by what we were down. Um, you know, we just tried to uh, build our game in the third, which uh, we did a better job of. So learn from it is what it is now. Uh, regroup and, and uh, be excited for the opportunity going home. Uh, just know the, the way we've played for many stretches throughout uh, this series, um, even for parts of this game, and, and certainly uh, uh, mostly in, in the games that uh, um, that we've won, uh, putting ourselves a spot going home uh, that we're looking forward to and a, a chance uh, to regroup and respond. Well, I think we've done a pretty good job of, uh, for the most part, not getting too much involved in the stuff, uh, not in between the whistles, but. Uh, I think it's, you know, some of the uh, obstruction is getting called tighter and uh, then probably we've been used to in the past, so something we have to adapt to. Do you think um, tonight was more about what they were doing right and the push they came out with, or do you see the self-destruction? Well, it's probably a little bit of both. I, I, you know, they're obviously going to come out hard uh, and they're going to want to respond. and. Um, and, and for us, you know, we, you know, we've, you know, started games well. We've done a good job, I think, getting, getting after the game. Uh, and, and tonight, uh, we just weren't on, weren't on our toes as, as much as we'd like to be. And, you know, it's a very fine line. Uh, you know, they were extremely aggressive and pressing up extremely hard early. Um, and our level of execution and detail needs to be strong through that and, and to, and to break through that pressure. And that allows us to really get our game going and get them chasing us. So, you know, obviously, we have to do a better job. Yeah, we just wanted to build our game and, and be a lot better than we than we were throughout the first two periods. So, uh, yeah, no doubt, go out there and win a period and, and uh, play good hockey, um, play it to the way we're capable of, and uh, you know, start start fresh, uh, um, going home. So, I, I think that's what we're looking forward to now. Well, I mean, I haven't been able to produce offensively as I'd like, and I would still like to create more offensively. But uh, obviously, important for me to play good without the puck, um, and not trying to be overly aggressive, just because I'm just worried about offense. So, um, obviously, I'd like to find more and generate more, but uh, continue to go out there and do my job and execute at a high level. And you know, no doubt, I, I, I expect more and want to be better. So, just got to continue working and competing, and uh, understand uh, the responsibility you have playing against the guys you're playing against. I can't tell if he said I'm no dud or no duh from John Tavares there. Either way, I, uh, I, I, I like it more than what I saw on the ice tonight. Somebody who I love talking to our good buddy. It's been oh so long. Luke Fox, you read him on Sportsnet. You see him on Sportsnet. Luke, how are you doing tonight? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, that's the three. It was, uh, it was quite a game tonight. It, it's been a funny series. It's even, but none of the games have been have been that close. The team that that jumps out and gets the lead it has essentially run away with it every single time. Um, yeah. And there's no doubt who showed up tonight uh, at Amelie Arena. That was one-sided. 
Well, yeah, and it, it's weird. There was no flow to the game tonight with all the penalties and the stops and starts and Tampa jumping out to that big 3 nothing lead, but you're right. There's been no flow in the series. You seemingly never know what, what to expect. That leads us to the simplest question. Uh, for me, the biggest question mark coming out of this game is what is Jack Campbell going to look like? You know, we're all doing the, uh, you know, we're all putting him on our on our couch and asking him questions, trying to figure out what's going on in his head. Listening to his press conference, that looked like a guy who was not rattled despite the way the game went tonight. You know, to me, that feels like the biggest kind of question mark going forward for, for the Leafs for these next two or three games. Yeah, no, it, it is. Um, I, I mean, I think there's a secondary question mark about the team itself. Sure. Um, you know, coming out flat, like, like, okay, so they're up 1-0 in the series. They're up 2-1 in the series. They've been talking about killer instinct at every locker clean-out day whenever they, they collapse and, and they blow their chances. These are important games. These are chances. You know, they're trying to soften the blow and saying, hey, we got to split. But these are golden opportunities to seize the series. And they didn't have that. And Jack Campbell's a part of it. Um, you know, the, that was your question was about the goalie. And what I found really interesting is, why is he going over and having this long talk with Sheldon Keith before making a decision? And the Leafs seem so worried about this guy mentally that you have to have a prolonged talk to gauge how he's feeling and, and massage his thoughts before giving him the pull. Just, you know, if you're the coach, just pull him. Mm-hmm. For safety. For safety. For safety and rest, right? You're going to need him in game five. It's on the coach. I'm pulling you. We could talk about it later, but to publicly have this, this long debate and make sure he, he's in a mental mindset that, that is good. It's just like, I, I, I thought it was a bad look, and, and I thought it speaks to um, the fragility of, of this team and, and, and the goalie. I mean, the good news is there has been zero momentum game to game, and they could come back and, and have a completely different showing on home ice. Well, and I didn't use this last year because it was 3-1 or even, you know, the year before because it went to five games against Columbus and that. But I, I, I still I picked the Leafs from standing by it. It's the best two out of three. You've got home ice advantage. Uh, this was discouraging. I wasn't expecting tonight to be discouraging. I, I was quite pumped given the way they showed up first period last game. Game two, same thing. They lost the game but showed up in the first period. From Justin Hall's giveaway to start the thing to uh, a lack of pushback to brain cramps, you know, Morgan Riley not touching the puck for an offside and creating an empty net goal. Uh, from the drop of the puck to the final buzzer, I know they made it a little bit more flattering at the end, if that's the right word, at the end, but it wasn't like the third period push they had the last half in game number two. No, absolutely, Gordon. I mean, it's fine if you lose the game. You lose the game to a team that has responded from playoff losses better than any that I can remember, this is 16 in a row, right? That the Tampa Bay Lightning have won after they've lost the playoff game. Like they're, they're absolutely remarkable. There's no shame in losing the game. There is shame in how you go about doing so. It was three, nothing. And the Leafs had one shot on net and it was a weak one. Like the Tampa just asserted themselves right from the gate. And, you know, you could talk about, um, you know, maybe playing for a little bit of pride or, or whatever in the third period, but, the game was essentially over 10 minutes in. Um, it's like the, the dominant team showed up. And uh, as, as for, you know, having Justin Hall uh, to start open, the first puck drop, a guy who you decided was a healthy scratch uh, earlier in the series, uh, I think it's a curious decision. I understand why Sheldon Keith started the, the camp line. They were his best line uh, in the previous game, game three. 
Uh, I don't have so much of an issue with that. But to start your third pairing, when you absolutely know Tampa's going to come out like a house on fire, and then you get hemmed in uh, for a prolonged shift, and uh, Justin Hall gets scored on like that, um, I-, I thought that was a bad coach's decision, to be honest. Um, and there's time to recover from it. But if Tampa goes on and win this series, uh, the first five minutes of this game will be looked back on as a turning point. Boy, oh boy, will it, Luke. Uh, Let's hope that's not the case. Let's hope we're uh, teeing up something in round two. Uh, Thoroughly enjoyed the chat tonight. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, I want a close game next time. Okay, I, I want I want two Leafs wins. That's what I'd like to see before this series is over. But hey, that's uh, that's me. Uh, there he goes. Uh, Luke Fox. Check him out on Sportsnet.ca. Read his piece. Check him out on Sportsnet on your TV. I'm sure you'll see him there as well. Uh, Gordo, what a game. Not the way the Leafs wanted it to be tonight. Uh, they'll be back in a couple of days time at home. Scotiabank, Jack Campbell better. Everybody better. Uh, Sheldon Keefe is around. We've we've heard enough from from him over uh, over the year. Let me let me give you a little snippet of it. He's very upset. He does not like how the game went. He expects everything to be better uh, on Friday. He didn't lay down the gauntlet like Cooper did, though. I did want to hear that from him. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, it, it's um, yeah. I, it, I guess he didn't want to steal Todd McClellan's speech, but it was <laughs> uh, what again? What can you say? Like Luke just said, it's it's. Uh, um, we heard the same from all the players. We just know uh, they they got to do better. And and to Luke's last point, don't make this first five minutes of game four the salient point in a series that you led again. And this goes back to the Washington series way back when, when people weren't expecting them to win, but they had a 2-1 lead in games way back when. You know, let a series again, and you let it slip through your fingers. Don't make that don't make that the defining moment. That's right. Killer instinct. It's all that got talked about after after all the, the losses last year. Uh, let's hope that is not the case in a couple of days' time. Let's hope we're talking about the killer instinct that they've showed. They have their next chance uh, to to show that off when they're home for Game 5 against the Lightning back at Scotiabank. Gordo, I was about to say tons of fun. I mean, I enjoy watching hockey with you. Uh, not the way I wanted tonight to go, but uh, it was enjoyable nonetheless. Well, i got 90 minutes left as well. I hope it was a happy Mother's Day for all those out there that uh, cherish whether they're here or the memory of them and all the moms out there. I'm sorry if you're a Leaf fan, oh. it ended like this. It's a rough Mother's Day for Sharon. I, uh, Sharon, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm it's weird calling my mom Sharon. Mom, I'm sorry that it happened this way. All right. Brent Gutting, Gord Stellick, Tristan behind the glass. Our guy Sam McKee producing us as well. Thanks so much for listening to Leafs Nation postgame here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.